Coming up on Stu Does America, Glenn Beck is in the house. I mean, not really, he's in his house on the fancy video phone to talk about his newest special on what horrors we can expect Joe Biden to inflict on the dollar. And Bernie Sanders has a plan to give everyone in the country free college by going after Wall Street. I have a sneaking suspicion sort of that Bernie's confrontation is going to end like that one movie with Leonardo DiCaprio on Quaaludes, I, you know, without the added bonus of Margot Robbie. Not going to do that. Thank you so much for being here uh, with me tonight. I hope you enjoy the program. You can follow along with us on my Instagram page, at America. Just head there, follow me, and click the link in the bio to get all of our episodes completely free. Or become a true member of the Blaze team with your own Blaze TV subscription. Just head to blazetv.com stew and enter the promo code stew because that's how they know you like this stupid show and you'll save 10 bucks. A woman was saved from a brutal stabbing by a heroic cop who downed the teenage attacker before blood could be spilled. Have you heard that narrative yet today? Probably not. So let's show a little integrity and do the case of Makia Bryant. Stu does America. Another crazy day in the United States of America. A 16-year-old girl in Columbus, Makia Bryant, was shot in an incident that occurred with police. This happened the night uh, of the uh, the Chauvin verdict, and the media, of course, decided to go all in. Here's some of the headlines. Daily Beast, Columbus police release body camera footage of fatal shooting of black teen. Axios, Columbus police officer fatally shoots black teenage girl. Slate, a black teenage girl is shot and killed by Columbus police. Hmm. BBC News, Ohio shooting, Columbus police kill black teenage girl. Gee, why would they do such a thing? My guess is racism, right? It's the only thing it could be. NPR said Columbus police shoot and kill black teenage girl. Now, NPR even had his fun little disclaimer at the end of their article. This is a developing story. Some facts reported by the media may later turn out to be wrong. We will focus on reports from police officials and other authorities, credible news outlets and reporters who are at the scene. And we will update the situation as it develops. Uh, Really? I mean, do facts later turn out to be wrong? Can a fact turn out later to be wrong? Or are you just covering your ass because you have to, I mean, you want to say stuff right now, but you don't have enough information to say stuff, so you're just going to say stuff anyway and uh, say it before you have the facts. And if they turn out to be wrong, they turn out to be wrong. How about the Independent? She was a child. White House calls fatal police shooting of Makia Bryant tragic. Helpful pile on there from the White House. We appreciate that one, Joe. Uh, WITF says Columbus police shoot and kill black teenage girl shown on video holding a knife. Was she just holding it? Like, was she ready to make a PB&J? What was she doing with the knife? Anything at all? I mean, maybe she was a knife salesperson. We don't know. Look, I'm not an expert in the uh, laws of Ohio. We will, of course, as we did with George Floyd, await more facts. But as with Floyd, we are able to give a first impression because of the existing video. We don't know what happened before this uh, video started. We don't know the entire story of the situation yet. At first glance, this appears to be, however, a completely justified shooting. The opposite of what happened with George Floyd. Let me show you why. Here's the video. We're going to show it all the way through from the beginning first. And in case you're a total moron, 
Let me say that this is a video of someone being shot, so of course it's obviously disturbing, though it's not particularly graphic. Watch. See the officer approaching the scene. Uh, someone, there's an altercation here, and that the one woman falls down. You see the woman kind of walk out in front. She's now attacking the woman in pink, and then the shots go at Bryant. She's down on the ground, and that is, now that's the entire thing. What was that? 15 seconds? Maybe 15 seconds? Do we have, uh, let's go through some of this bit by bit, um, because it's, it's, it's important that you notice a few different things here. Um, let's look at the first uh, slide here. Now this is, the arrow here is pointed to uh, Makia Bryant. She is, this is the altercation where she, according to police, uh, tries to stab the woman who eventually falls in this video. Now, next one, um, this is, you see Bryant is there uh, towards the top in that altercation. On the left of the screen is the, is the girl in pink. Um, she looks, uh, you know, doesn't, uh, it's hard to see, obviously her face is covered, but she appears to be a teenager like Bryant is. Uh, she's just standing there separate from the, uh, from the altercation. She's not currently involved in the altercation at all. Now, during this altercation, um, Makia Bryant is the person who forces uh, this woman to the ground. Uh, she, it's hard to tell exactly what happens. Again, it's sort of grainy video. It's weird. I can get like nine zillion pixels on my iPhone, but for some reason, we just can't get good quality video on, on surveillance cameras. It's impossible. Uh, but uh, she, after this altercation goes down, and this is where the police say that she tried to stab her, uh, she falls back onto the ground and Bryant pursues her that way. The police officer is standing there. Now, as we go forward, we see... Um, uh, uh, this guy, um, if, I don't know if we didn't show the entire clip, uh, we didn't get to the end of the clip, but there was a, the guy at the end of the clip, he's a, seemed to be an adult male onlooker, and he's the first person who's really horrified at this shooting. Do we have a clip of that? doesn't really go long enough but at some point he's he's yelling you know she's an effing kid she's an effing kid as the kind of situation goes on a little bit further um so you know what was that guy doing the guy who's kind of immediately upset at the whole situation what was he doing when bryant pushed the other girl to the ground remember it appears that he's a grown adult at least by the video it's hard to tell exactly he walks over to her while she's on the ground as you see here now bryant is about to go over and go after the girl in pink the girl on the ground, uh, he walks over and I think, is he trying to kick her? I mean, he's lifting his leg like he's going to kick her. Uh, not exactly what you'd expect in this situation. And uh, now we see kind of uh, he's, yeah, there, that's not good. Uh, it does look like he's trying to kick her. Now, he does not kick her there. He then slides over to the other side of the girl on the ground and then mid-kick uh, here as the, the, the young girl is on the ground facing the other way. He appears to be kicking her in the back of the head. Now you can see in the upper left-hand corner of the screen um, where uh, the woman in pink and, and Bryant are in uh, the attack uh, or the altercation that leads to the final attack here. Um, uh, next up we have, uh, you see here, now he is fully, I mean now he's, there's the leg at full extension after the kick. 
No, I don't. I, look, I don't know what the girl on the ground did. I mean, it's possible uh, she had previously done something else wrong. Uh, we don't know if that's true or if she's a completely innocent victim. But we do know that behind her in the upper left hand corner is a woman who's about to get stabbed if this officer does not stop it. Now, focus up to the upper left hand corner. You can see. Uh, the girl, uh, Makia Bryant, has the knife in her hand. You can see the knife clearly on the screen. And she has it in a low position. Now, the girl on the ground has now been completely leveled by the previous kick in the head from seemingly the adult male. Okay, we don't know what went on here. This is a lot of craziness. But you have to take this from the perspective of where the police officer was and what he saw happening. Uh, then Makia Bryant seems to raise. You can see her raise the knife to striking position as she's about to lunge forward and stab the girl in the pink. And that is when she is shot by the officer. Now, again, we don't know everything about what happened here. It's possible that before this video began, the girl in pink did something horrible. Maybe she assaulted Bryant first. We may learn that. It's possible. But the cops were already on the scene, and there was still no discernible reason she needed to attack. She was uninvolved. She had walked to the street already. Before we make a final judgment, of course, we will need more facts and evidence. We will need both sides of the story. But what we saw is what the officer saw. And there's absolutely no way you can call this anything other than justified based on the video evidence that we have. The officer is making a split second decision as one person attempts to stab another. Look, this is a tragedy. It really is. Her family members, Makia Bryant's family members, are already saying publicly that she had issues. Some of them are making highly misleading statements to the media. Of course, the media is eating it up and reporting it anyway. But in that moment, the officer absolutely must protect the woman being attacked. That I might mention was black. I don't know if anyone noticed that. Here's a little safety tip for everyone out there. We can all get together and understand and learn these basic lessons. Anytime you stab someone for any reason, there's a chance you will get shot. Bad things can happen when you do that. You should try to avoid stabbing someone in all circumstances unless it's in self-defense and you have no other choice. Try to stab less. Less stabby. No stabby if you can. Let's have the complete absence of stabbing if possible. Spend the maximum amount of time humanly possible not stabbing people. Most conservatives saw the George Floyd incident and thought it was terrible. I remember the day after there was universal agreement. Now, there's some questions later on about the specific charges, but there's broad agreement something went horribly wrong there. And it was done by the officer. And with Makia Bryant, there's also broad agreement. If you try to stab a person in front of a cop with a gun, he's going to shoot and he should shoot. Conservatives broadly are looking at the facts of each case and making a judgment based on those facts. But you're not getting that from the left. You're not getting that from the media. George Floyd was murdered, just like Makia Bryant was murdered. If you can't see the difference between these two cases, your commentary is worthless. 
If you see George Floyd as needlessly murdered by police, but also see Makia Bryant as needlessly murdered by police, then what is the point of you? You're just an auto outrage machine that doesn't have any cognitive ability to see reality. I hate to say it because I know what kind of insult this is, but if you can't see the difference here, you are as dumb as LeBron James. LeBron James tweeted this today. You're next with a picture of the officer and a hashtag of accountability. He tweeted an image of an officer who by all evidence saved a black woman from being stabbed on camera. And he blasted it out to his 50 million million followers because he is incapable of original thought. This is my message to America. Don't be as dumb as LeBron James. Engage your mind, learn, then protest. The order is important. Don't just read some headline that says black person shot by police. Learn about it. Spend 10 minutes trying to understand the story before you're out on the streets, lighting buildings on fire and threatening cops on social networks. Learn, then protest if the facts require it. But you know what? Only if they require it. If the person who was shot was, I don't know, actively trying to kill a black woman on camera, then maybe this isn't the one to protest over. But if you are going to protest, take a minute to learn first, because unlike LeBron, you're not going to get paid for committing offensive fouls that they don't call for 15 years. You'll look as stupid as LeBron, but you won't have his cash to fall back on. Don't be an idiot. Don't be a LeBron. By the way, it does appear that LeBron did eventually delete that tweet. Unfortunately for him, he can't delete the fact that he is a complete douche. All right, if you're trying to stay fit and healthy, you've probably discovered now, as I have, that it can be a tad difficult. There's so much good food out in there in the world, so many delicious snacks that are that are bad for you. We do this thing called Stew Eats America. Uh, and, you know, first of all, it looks like I've already eaten America. I'm sorry about that. Uh, but there's so many delicious things out there and some, you know, a lot of delicious chocolatey treats. You know, you can't eat those if you want to be healthy, right? Well, Built Bar is here. Built Bar is going to change your mind. It's going to change your, the way you think about protein bars. It's high in protein and fiber and low in calorie and carbs. And I mean like three to five net carbs. So if you're on keto or Atkins or one of these, you know, South Beach, is that still a thing? Uh, you could probably eat this stuff. I don't know. I haven't looked at all of it, but I know it's very low in carbs. And the best part is they start with taste. They don't say, hey, let's make this some healthy carrot-based snack and then and lie to you about how good it tastes. They start and make sure it tastes good first, and then they make sure that it's healthy as well. Built Bars come in a variety of flavors. All of them are amazing. Cookies and cream, caramel brownie, raspberry, uh, so much more. If you're uh, resolved to lose weight and get fit, uh, don't give up on your goals. Built Bar is the answer. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code STU15 to save 15% off your next order. The promo code is STU, S-T-U, 15, for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. BuiltBar.com, promo code STU15. Very happy to welcome back to the program one Glenn Beck, his newest... You're not happy about it. You're not happy about it. You're not supposed to disagree yet. Uh, we haven't even started oh, okay. the interview yet. Uh, <laughs> All right, sorry. Uh, this guy's newest special uh, airs tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern, immediately following this 
incredible program. Uh, his is called mm. Dollar Decimation, how Biden's spending spree will end our currency as we know it. Glenn, thanks for coming on. Well, when I agreed to do this special, I didn't know what decimation meant. Uh, and it's an entirely different special than I thought it would be. Uh, this apparently is about the end of the dollar. Who would have seen that one coming? Uh, <laughs> ha. Um, but uh, it's, a, it's, it's one that everybody really needs to pay attention to because I, I think we are headed towards a time uh, in the relatively near future. I think will happen in the next four or five years. Uh, where you are going to have to replace the dollar. And so every dollar that you have, depending on your income, every dollar that you have will be negotiated to get out of the U.S. dollar. So in other words, if I have $100,000 in the bank, uh, I could get 30 cents for every dollar, and that's the new currency, and you have to do it. However, if I only have $1,000 in the bank and I'm poor, I might get 1000 U.S. digital dollars in exchange for my thousand dollars. It's going to be the ultimate uh, redistribution of wealth and the decimation of the uh, average American. So uh, is this much worse than <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't know. Where to go I wanted to start and ramp this up a little bit, but I mean, yeah, <laughs> I mean, you, you jumped right into it. Is this compare this to what we're used to we're used to this ridiculous spending that depresses the dollar that inf that inflates our currency um but what what this is a totally okay. different situation so i'm going to show you some charts tonight and i wish i had them with me but um i want you to think of a tsunami if you're on the beach what happens before the giant wave comes and hits you yeah all the all the tides kind of sucks out and it, you know you see a lot right. of dry land at first Right. And it and it just uh, the water that's usually up here, it just rushes away and goes into the ocean. Mm -hmm. And if you're dumb, you're like, well, that's kind of weird. But look, I can find all these shells now. And look what the water not being there has exposed. I'm going to get closer to it. This is the, the water coming off of the shoreline and rushing into the ocean is what the stimulus is doing to all the money. I'll show you the charts tonight. It is rushing into the stock market. We have we have put more money in the stock market in the last five months than the world put in the stock market over the last 12 years. Mm. So all of this money is rushing in and everybody's like, oh, stock market's going up and it's gonna be great and it's wonderful. You're getting all of this money. Maybe you're not, but a lot of people are getting all this money and they're going to say you will see you're going to have a big bump up in the um, in the economy and it'll seem like it's great and money is great. However, at the same time, we're seeing anything from lumber to tampons start to go up. You're having inflation now on cereal and and uh, bathroom goods and detergent and the everyday items that is going to keep going up because there's too much money and too few products. That's the definition of inflation. And the more money we put in, the higher those prices are going to go. So inflation goes up. The person that really gets hit hard are the people with the least amount of money, the least ability to, to uh, take that on the chin. 
But the government will be there to print more money and help them out and give them more stimulus. And it's a never ending cycle. This is how hyperinflation happens. But I'm not going to just give you the problem tonight. I'm also going to tell you how I believe the Fed and the United States government and indeed the entire world is going to get out of this cycle. They think this is going to be their time to end the madness and pull the plug and do something entirely different. So they're, I believe, encouraging this to happen. I'm hoping it's something easy like one of those YouTube ads that's like one weird trick to reverse your currency being destroyed. Is it, is it something? <laughs> Isn't that weird? No, it's not <laughs> going to reverse the currency being destroyed. Um, but if you know about it, you, could, you will be somewhat prepared for the transition. Uh, and the transition is going to, if you're not prepared, if you don't see it coming, it's going to be like a tsunami. You are going to be killed on the beach. How much of this is, could the Biden administration say, look, you know, we came in here, we had a, a, an economy that was destroyed by COVID. We had to spend all this money getting all this stuff back in. And, you know, sure, there's going to be a little bit of an inflation, but it's not going to spiral out of control like this. Well, they're already saying that. Uh, the Fed, Fed is saying that. The Fed is saying that maybe we'll have 3% inflation. We have, just by real numbers, and I'm not talking about shadow stats. I'm talking about real n- numbers on, on products that people buy okay, and use all the time that are not included in the Fed's inflation numbers. We're seeing anywhere from uh, 3 to 5% inflation right now. Right now. It hasn't even really hit yet. Um, so if you're having that kind of inflation and the Fed is saying they're not going to raise interest rates for the next uh, three to four years and they guarantee that what they're going to have to do. And the reason why they're not bringing that interest rate up is because the federal government cannot afford to, uh, all of this spending uh, and having to pay it back with five, seven, ten percent interest. The country is over. So what they're going to do is they're going to hyperinflate again more money. We are putting in $1.5 trillion a year with the Fed. They're just printing it out of thin air and shoving it into the market. Uh, you have the stimulus at, what, $5 trillion now over at the least, last 12 yeah. months, mm-hmm. something like that. There's, there's $6.5 trillion right there that's just been put into the market um, and nobody's buying anything once there's velocity once this starts to move it's going to happen quickly Hmm. is this part of the reason why we've seen cryptocurrencies go through the roof over the past six months it is the reason Hmm. it is the reason it is the reason you're seeing art prices go through the roof you know, I saw something the other day, some other piece of art sold from some ungodly sum of money. Why? Because people, people at the very top and also now people at the bottom who are getting these stimulus checks, if you're in the right category, um, you're going to be flush with cash. And so smart money is starting to go, what can I put it in besides money? Uh, what is what can I what can I put it in that is another value, a store storehouse of value? What can I use as a currency? That's why Bitcoin is going through the roof. The problem with Bitcoin is I just don't see in the end and I'm an investor in Bitcoin, um, but I don't see in the end how the federal government around the world 
allows a, a private entity to have all of the control and power of currency. Um, if, if the federal government goes digital, they will be able to instantly give you uh, your tax refund. They will. You don't worry about April 15th. We can just take it out of every dollar that you earn because you earn it through the Fed system. So we'll know right where you're spending it, how much you're making, and we'll be able to tax you instantly, give you refunds, a stimulus check. You don't have to wait for a check. It's in your bank account now. Also, they can punish people with that. Oh, you're not doing the right things. You're not, uh, you know, you're not, you're saying the things on social media or whatever in a Chinese style society. If you give the government control of a digital currency, they have absolute and total control over your life. And I don't see governments around the world in the Fed saying, yeah, Bitcoin, you know, these people that we don't even really know who they are. Yeah, they can do it. No way. Yeah. I mean, it, the point of the cryptocurrency was to decentralize it and have it Correct. so it was not affected by inflation. So this is the problem. This is the real rub that we're having. People are going in two different directions. The people are going towards Brexit. Um, they're going towards um, uh, total transparency, independence. Um, you know, Bitcoin, that whole thing, people that shows the direction of the people are moving this way. But the governments and the politicians of the world and the big businesses are moving in this way. More control, less for the people, more control. That's the real rub that we're having. All of the rest of this race stuff, that's that's all a distraction. It's all uh, a ruse to make us feel like that's what we're fighting. That's. That's made up. We don't really have those problems. What we have are people are saying, I don't want all of this because it's corrupt. And the corrupt, huge uh, institution saying, we're not giving that away. No way. Fight about this. Mm. Um, before I let you go, uh, on the Chauvin situation, we talked about it on radio a little bit today. You went into a story that you've, I remember this affecting you when it happened, uh, a story about a shooting in an Amish community. I mean, mm -hmm. geez, what, 15 years ago now. Um, you brought that back up today, and I thought it was interesting for a bunch of different way, uh, reasons. Um, we, as a society, and I think even on the right specifically, have lost that attitude. Like we've lost that attitude of, of saying what the what the Amish did after the shooting, which was go to the families of the shooter and 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 act mourn and mourn and, and, and act like you'd believe God would act like Jesus would act. Right. Like this is mm -hmm. the, the, we are we too harsh are our edges too harsh these days. Uh, well, you saw the reaction of the audience after I told that story. I think people just need to be reminded of it. Mm. Uh, and there's not a lot of sources to remind you anymore. Um, but that is what Bonhoeffer in the end was struggling against once. And I've said this for 20 years, once the American people cross the Rubicon and we are no longer good as people, we no longer have our Judeo Christian values, um, the good parts of them, not the preachy parts of them. Once we lose that, we're done. We're absolutely there's no going back is as long as that heart is kept soft and open and we can um, uh, 
uh, see the suffering on all sides, we're going to be okay. Uh, but the, the key here is the way our heart is being closed is this isn't enough justice. Um, we're trying to solve a, uh, a racial problem um, by uh, taking one case and putting all of the hopes of one community and all of the damnation from another community and solve it in this one case when this one case is really about one guy who died who wasn't perfect uh, but didn't deserve to die and another guy who didn't get up in the morning and say i want to kill somebody you know and i hate black people and their encounter for 90 seconds or what was it uh the video is nine minutes. What was but it? Yeah, it was about nine minutes, 90 yeah. seconds after he had stopped. Yeah, yeah, that's where I was getting the 90 seconds. Nine minutes. Their interaction of nine minutes blew up his family and blew up his family. And we are all looking at this and saying, yeah, but this is injustice because these guys won't shut uh, shut up or sit down. It'll never be good uh, good enough. And somebody else says, well, this is this is one step in the right direction. But now we need this. That's not what our justice system is about. We're making our justice system about social justice, and that doesn't exist. As long as we understand everything is about individual justice and individual salvation, we can come back together and we won't be lost in so much darkness. There you go, Glenn Beck. Uh, new special is dollar decimation. I know one of the uh, definitions of decimation is to reduce by 10%. So I'm hoping that's what the whole special is about. I, I, I'm sure. Dollar decimation, how Biden's spending. I thought, it had something, <laughs> I thought it had something to do with December. I didn't know. Well, I who knows? It's a difficult word. Yeah. Lots of syllables. It's lots uh, of syllables. Uh, we do know that Biden's spending spree is involved in it. How will our currency end as we know it? Will it? And it's airing tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern right here on Blaze TV right after this program. And, of course, you can join uh, Blaze TV with a Blaze TV account. BlazeTV.com slash Stu. The, enter, uh, the promo code to enter is Stu because that's how they know. You like the Stu show plus you'll save 10 bucks and you'll get to see glenn's show tonight glenn thanks for coming on you bet back in a second so bernie sanders is ready to uh, pay for a 2.4 trillion dollar uh, free college program he's going to tax wall street bill proposes new taxes on wall street including a 0.5 percent tax on stock trades 0.1% fee uh, on bond trades and a 0.005% fee on derivative transactions. Says it'll raise $2.4 trillion. And of course, you know, obviously his numbers are crazy. Um, but, uh, you know, it's a very far left squad-esque proposal. Uh, the, the issue, of course, here is, you know, you have a lot of people with stocks. A lot of people like the fact that people want to trade stocks, right? Like if you have your 401k, you want those stocks to go up. You start putting fees on Wall Street for transactions. They're going to make less transactions, which is going to, of course, hurt your stock price in the long run. Um, although it's a little more complicated than that. I mean, it might do something to, um, to stop some day trading aspects, right? Um, but long story short, it's an, yet another pie in the sky Bernie Sanders proposal I don't think it's going anywhere in the Senate, although you never know. You never know uh, with this with this government the way it is right now. Uh, Twelve U.S. states are urging Biden to uh, back a plan that would phase out gas powered vehicles by 2035. 
Of course, we can't let the market work. That's impossible. You can't have people choose the better car. Like if Tesla's making the best cars, people are going to want Teslas. That's the best way to make a transition like this. Instead, they're going to try to force it through the government, and it's going to lead to all sorts of massive problems. $174 billion in spending and tax credits to boost electric vehicles are coming from Biden's new $2.3 trillion infrastructure plan. Just to remind you, these last two stories cost $4.7 trillion. So that's going to that's going to go well. Uh, And if you are one of these people who are like, I don't like that spending. That's why I'm voting Republican. You are racist. In fact, that's the word we get from the Miami Herald. One of their columnists, Leonard Pitts, says, no, it's not the economy, stupid. Trump supporters fear a black and brown America. I you know, I maybe I I just don't understand. I I don't I'm not scared of anybody, frankly. Um, I mean, I've. I've uh, interacted with many black and or brown people in the past. They all seem very nice. I, I, I don't know if I'm just, maybe I just live in a really boring place. I, I don't know. I, there all this conflict all the time between people. I know no one who thinks this way. No one. I know no one who thinks this way. No one I know is afraid of black or brown people. No one. It's not the way people are. It's not the way human beings interact. This is a mythology that is in your head if you're on the left. Every single thing is about race. It's all you think about all the time. And every story you try to convert into a racial story. Then the rest of the world is out there just living a life, inter- interacting with individuals who they judge on the merits of their character. Those are the two worlds right now. We do have two Americas uh, in this country. Um, Merrick Garland is going to look into the Minneapolis Police Department. Now, look, I, I have no faith in Merrick Garland uh, doing a good investigation here. Um, uh, these things wind up getting you know, wrapped up into politics all the time. I don't know what's going on with the Minneapolis Police Department. Uh, certainly, we obviously had the high-profile case that just ended. Now, the incident was really uh, bad, as we've said many times. But after the incident, it seems like they handled it relatively well. I will say this. Um, if you've read the initial police report of the George Floyd incident, there's a little reason to be <laughs> skeptical of the Minneapolis Police Department. This is the, I have the text here. Two officers arrived and located the suspect, a male believed to be in his 40s, that's George Floyd, in his car. He was ordered to step from his car. After he got out, he physically resisted officers. Other officers were able to get the suspect into handcuffs and noted that he appeared to be suffering medical distress. Officers called for an ambulance. He was transported to Hennepin County Medical Center by ambulance where he died a short time later. At no time were weapons of any type used uh, by anyone involved in this incident. I mean... All of the things said were true. There were some details kind of left out of that report, though. You know, I mean, they did notice he had medical distress. That's true. But I mean, you might want to, I don't know, include some of the extra details, particularly again, you should always do it. But particularly when 10 people are standing there filming you, you might want to be a little more thorough in your reporting there. So that's going to be going on. Of course, Ocasio-Cortez has been out there. Uh, running her mouth in the media because she really doesn't know what else to do with herself. She's saying uh, the verdict is not a substitute for policy change. Uh, look, the, the policy change runs. This is what always happens. Like, for example, a, a mass shooting is not a, uh, a substitute for policy change on guns, right? It's, it shouldn't be the motivation for a policy change on guns. 
A mass shooting is uh, something that can be in the picture, the grand scope of what you're considering. But when you're reacting to an incident with a policy change, you're reacting with emotion. You're supposed to remove that as a politician. I mean, Ocasio-Cortez is obviously incapable of doing this, but uh, some politicians are supposed to be able to do that. We have a Second Amendment to stop you and your emotions from running over our rights. That's why it's there. So you can't do that with guns. Now here, the, the policy change is separate. Like if, let's say chokeholds, right? If chokeholds are bad, okay, then you get rid of them based on the fact that they are bad generally, not because of one incident that got on TV a lot. And this is what we wind up seeing is like, well, we need to do something about white cops shooting black, uh, black people. Well, look, if, if a white cop shoots a black person in a way that is unjustified and, and that, you know, is we can agree is, is a bad thing. We've seen these incidents before. Sometimes they are bad, right? That's a reason for that officer to be charged with something. It's not a reason to ban anything. Uh, you know, it might you might wind up thinking, generally speaking, outside of just this one incident, that it's the right thing to do. But when you're motivated by an incident, you're acting by emotion. You can't just say one th one incident and act like that proves some rule. Um, you know, there is this there's this tweet that's been going around that says, like, we now interrupt the George Floyd coverage to bring you the Ahmaud Arbery coverage. And we now interrupt the Ahmaud Arbery coverage to uh, bring you the Michael Brown coverage or, you know, the, the five or six names that are constantly mentioned. Breonna Taylor, all of the, the names that are constantly mentioned as interactions with police where African-Americans died. And like the point is supposed to say we just keep covering these because they keep happening all the time. We can't even stop the coverage of one before we get to the other. And it's but the, the right would look at that and say, oh, you're you're trying to racialize this thing and it's, it's the wrong thing. The bottom line, though, it's true. We do go from coverage of one of these right to another with no interruption. That's true. But that's a problem with the media. We know for a fact about twice as many white people get killed by cops as black people, but they just don't get covered. They're just choosing to cover the African-American shootings and not the white shootings. Now. Look, you can do whatever you want with your news coverage, but you can't act like it's fair. You can't act like it's legitimate. The reason why people feel overwhelmed by this storyline is because you keep feeding it to them, regardless of the fact that there's 25,000 other things going on that are, are as bad or worse. That's not a problem with cops. That's a problem with the media. Uh, luckily, we have someone like Nancy Pelosi to give it to us straight, though. She can give us the real facts about this shooting. Here she is telling it like it is. So again, thank you, George Floyd, for sacrificing your life for justice, mm. <laughs> for being sure. there to call out to your mom. How, how heartbreaking was that? Call out for your mom. I can't breathe. But because of you and because of thousands, millions of people around the world who came out for justice, your name will always be synonymous with justice. You should know that George Floyd didn't like volunteer for this. He wasn't like, hey, I want to sacrifice myself for the greater good. That's not what happened here. Um, I, I should also point out that she's outside and has been vaccinated. So there's no freaking reason for her to be wearing a mask. It's literally insane to wear a mask in that situation. That's a whole other situation. Here's what I will end with on this particular point. Nancy Pelosi sucks. That's why we have the Nancy Pelosi sucks pen and the Nancy Pelosi sucks mug. For you to enjoy and tell all your friends. I love this one because, you know, your friend might be taking a sip out of it. Realize, look down at it and realize it just says Nancy Pelosi sucks. I did the, uh, 
<laughs> the power hour this past week, uh, and I was wearing my Nancy Pelosi sucks shirt, and people seem to really like it. If you want any of those items, you can get them at nancypelosisuckspen.com or stewdoesmerch.com. Check it out, and always remember the truth. Nancy Pelosi sucks. It's always good to have a friend in the business, you know? Like someone who's in the middle of maybe trading stocks. You want to invest, you want to know someone who really knows what they're doing. Well, could the stock market be on the verge of historic gains? Well, yes, according to Carnivore Trading, who spotted several key indicators. Uh, But the biggest profits, of course, will come in sectors that even Wall Street experts often miss. Carnivore Trading is an elite squad of strategists who influence major Wall Street investors. These guys know their stuff. They're trading every single day. And when you subscribe to Carnivore, you'll receive real-time text alerts of the great trades that they're making uh, for their big-time clients. You can be one of them, basically. When they make a trade, they tell you about it. Uh, and you could choose at that point whether you want to go along with your trade with your discount broker. You know, if you've got Robinhood or E-Trade or whatever, you got those $0 trades, you can just go through them and trade them every day. It's a lot of fun to follow it and learn about it as well. Um, or you could pass and say, you know what, I'm going to skip this one. But why would you? Because they routinely are crushing the S&P 500. Uh, they guarantee you'll earn five times your monthly subscription or double your money back. Five times or double your money back. Uh, That's just for mirroring their trades. That's all you gotta do. Uh, Market looks to be on the verge of a massive upswing according to Carnivore Trading. And you wanna get on off of the sidelines and get on to Carnivore Trade right now. Uh, Right now you're gonna get two weeks absolutely free. Visit getourtrades.com. Use the promo code STU while you're there. Getourtrades.com and use the promo code STU because that's how they know you like this stupid show. See website for guaranteed terms and conditions. Past performance is not a guarantee of future earnings, but you probably already knew that. So Andrew Cuomo uh, is, um, is, it's a guy who probably should resign. I, I've told you before, Andrew Cuomo is awful. Dot com. Andrew Yang is running for mayor of New York. He says, yes, Cuomo should step aside, but also he wants you to know that if Andrew Cuomo endorses him, he's going to be very excited about that. Uh, uh, he would accept the endorsement, um, but uh, wants him to resign in an, in an remarkable feat of consistency. Um, also, Manhattan is going to stop prosecuting prostitution. Uh, they're going to go back decades and dismiss a bunch of cases, uh, about 5,000 cases um, going back years and years and years and years, which is, is going to make, I mean, look, they're trying to get people to go back to New York. And now you got a reason. Congratulations. Uh, Imagine the wonderful evenings you'll have in New York now that prostitution will not be prosecuted. Back in a second. Hey, LeBron, learn, then protest. Learn, then protest. The order is important. Should we send one of these? To LeBron, see if he wears it on the court. Maybe he will. That's where we started the show today. It's important. Learn, then protest. If you just keep that order in mind, you won't look like an idiot. You won't be LeBron. It's an amazing step to take. Um, All right. Uh, Don't forget to check out uh, our uh, YouTube feed. 
of the fabulous Power Hour we did, 250th episode Power Hour with uh, all of our fabulous guests, Sarah Gonzalez, Chad Prather, Jason Buttrell, Spencer Corson. It was a lot of fun. In fact, we've already had more views on this than the last Power Hour special over an entire year. Uh, <laughs> it was an amazing night. Check it out. YouTube.com slash Stu Does America.